Christmas is coming, and it's time for giving and forgiving, but we get so mad so fast about so little, and sometimes it's hard to remember how to be happy, and we hug our hurts instead of each other. But Lord, Christmas is coming, and we want to smile and laugh and dance. So please tease away our frowns and let the mistletoe appear above every head and kiss away our tears and make us huggers and lovers, givers and forgivers, children of all ages. So wrote the theologian Robert Raines. Christmas is coming, like it or not. Throughout this Advent season, we're listening and looking at different ways of discovering anew the message and mystery of Christ's coming as we explore our sermon series, Reaching Round the Earth. Last week, we tuned into the song and music with the song of salvation. And on the first Sunday of Advent, we sensed the dream as we explored the theme, Dream On, and had the harpist. Today, we are considering the dance. And next week, on the fourth and final Sunday of Advent, we will try to catch something of the drama of what is really going on in the Incarnation and in our lives. In the dance, we hope to see the external message of love and hope pointing to a single birth in a single stable. During the holidays, one fourth-grade class, Sunday school class, directed and acted in a Christmas pageant at the Second Presbyterian Church in Charleston, South Carolina. It opened with the scene at the inn. Joseph and Mary asked for a room overlooking Bethlehem. The innkeeper said, Can't you see the no vacancy sign? Joseph said, Yes, but can't you see that my wife is expecting a baby any minute? And the innkeeper said, Well, that's not my fault. And Joseph said, It's not mine either. The fault, the fault of Jesus' birth, pure and simple, is God's. The fault, or rather, the reason for each of our births, is God also. Mary believed that God was responsible for Jesus' birth, and she was obedient. She was receptive. She was receptive. So let's picture the scene again in our minds. The angel visits Mary. And as many great poets and musicians have envisioned it, the angel dances and sings a message from heaven. She is told she will conceive a son and that his name is to be called Jesus. She questions the angel Gabriel because she has no husband. And the angel responds that with God all things are possible. Yes, the Holy Spirit and the power of the Most High will be with her. To which Mary says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Hers was a response of belief and obedience. What an incredible experience. What an eye-opening and heart-opening opportunity. Now, I don't want this sermon to get bogged down on the point of whether or not Mary was a virgin at the time of Jesus' birth. We could debate that all day. We're not going to do that. Let me just give you a, 
a helpful way of trying to understand it if you've wrestled with that question over and over and over. There are curious questions in faith, and there are crucial questions in faith. Now, to me, it's a curious question as to whether Mary was a virgin or not. That's a curious question, and the answer to the question doesn't really make a difference in the way I live my faith. But was Jesus the Son of God, the one who was sent by God to share in our salvation and hope to bring light to a dark world? The answer to that question seems to me to be a crucial question. And so the answer to that in the affirmative is much more important than whether or not Mary was a virgin. You see, something much larger is reaching round the earth. So it's not important for us to get hung up on the point of whether or not she was a virgin. What is important is to realize that the eternal love of God was born into the world on that first Christmas morn. And it's been reaching around the earth ever since for some 2,000 years. And I'd like you now to picture the most beautiful dance you've ever seen, where the dancers move so effortlessly and gracefully, almost as if they're just floating on air. Can you imagine something like that that you've seen? And now I want you to imagine such a dancer communicating the message from God to Mary. It takes an imagination, an open mind, an open heart, the dance of eternity. To see it takes that openness. The dance of eternity is when the eternal love of God worked its way down through the angel to Mary and when it works its way down to us as well. Mary pondered all these things in her heart. She didn't understand how heaven joined to earth, and who of us really does. She simply accepted and shared in the joy of motherhood. Her deep, deep joy met God's eternity. She accepted the Christ child within and experienced the deep, joyful dance of eternity of God connecting with humankind. You all remember Snoopy. Snoopy once said to Crabby Lucy, To dance is to live, and to live is to dance. And if you can't dance, at least you can do a happy hop. (laughs) Well, most of us will never dance as beautiful dancers and angels, but at least we can do a happy hop. As Leanne Womack's song lyrics say, And wouldn't you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you'll dance. Now let me assure you, I'm not going to ask you to get up in the aisles and dance this morning. (laughs) None of you have to get up and dance. And trust me, I'm not going to come and dance down the aisles either. But I will confess that there are times when I'm alone when I do a happy hop. And it is then, in a spontaneous moment of great thankfulness and exuberant joy, that the dance of eternity is present. To dance is to touch and be in relationship with another, to trust, to move together, and to be in step with another. To use this marvelous image of dancing, the angel starts the dance, and Mary joins in tentatively at first, 
but with grace and openness. The angel Gabriel from heaven came, his wings as drifted snow, his eyes aflame. All hail, said he, thou lordly maiden Mary, most highly favored lady, glorious. For no the blessed mother thou shalt be, all generations, Lord, and honor thee. Thy son shall be You see, this is really the dance of the Spirit, the unseen reality of God's presence. Friends, when we, like Mary, receive Christ within, we are met by the deep, joyful dance of eternity. Dancing lets your heart take you where you need to go. Dancing in spirit lets your heart of faith take you where you need to go to connect with God. Hear the words of faith and anticipation from our first lesson. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. And in conjunction, hear this contemporary and thoughtful prayer of John Cummings. For the gift of rejoicing for exultation in simple things, for joy in all things, for the happiness of those around us, and especially at this time for the occasion of Christ's birth, we thank you with light hearts and dancing minds. Dancing minds. When faith is born and reborn in us, joy is the accompanying spiritual gift. I guess what I'm really trying to say And to communicate during these 14 days before Christmas is this. That if we are to experience the dance of eternity, we will need to put Christ at the top of our Christmas list this year. Both in terms of what we receive and 
what we give. To include Christ on our Christmas list may seem obvious and perhaps too simplistic, but it's true. Keeping Christ at the top of our priority list throughout this season is actually very challenging. But the dance, the dance helps us not become too serious. It helps mingle Christ into everything we do and feel if we are open to its uplifting power. Faith is not only believed, it is danced with a dancing spirit. Words, concepts, beliefs, and ideas are all very necessary, to, are very necessary for consistent thought and action. And there's a time for words. But at this time of year, words and advertisements are cheap, and the Muzak is never-ending. And I, for one, get exhausted from being inundated by an ocean of verbiage that says, buy this and buy that, and be sure to get everything done as though Christmas is something to do. The word became flesh and must be rediscovered in the flesh of our lives. And to do that, I suggest we dance, or at least do a happy hop. The Indian poet Rabindranath Tagore invites us onto the spiritual dance floor this, day, this way when he says, Let your life lightly dance on the edges of time, like dew on the tip of a leaf. Or we might say, Let your life lovingly dance reaching round the earth, all as part of the dance of eternity. As Christina Rossi says, Christmas is eternal, like the love that gave it birth, like the love that touches others as it reaches round the earth. The dance of eternity. Christmas is coming The dance says it's so. Amen.